Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. quarterback draw he takes it to the goal line he breaks the plane the Rebels score touchdown oh man comes pressure Roger steps up he's in from behind and he's dropped to the 39 yard line it's another sack for Mr. Sam Williams Ole Miss 31 Mississippi State 21 the Rebels have won the 2021 Egg Bowl the following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network <laughs> It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So be sure and head on over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join and use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take the advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. show it's a little bit later in the week uh, we were actually waiting to see if we could get any type of official confirmation that Jeff Levy is going to be the new offensive coordinator at Oklahoma it does not appear as of Tuesday night uh, late Tuesday night that no uh, word is going to be coming from the University of Oklahoma I uh, don't expect Ole Miss to release anything so that's kind of what we were waiting on it doesn't appear that's going to come but a lot to talk about today here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad Logan. Thanks very much for joining the show. You heard one of our uh, presenting sponsors was Bet Online, and uh, we're very grateful for their partnership 
and their sponsorship of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. Uh, as always, you can uh, get the podcast at all of your major downloadable platforms, whether it be Spotify or iTunes, Google Play, all those good spots. So thanks very much for being part of the show. We've grown a lot, and we've grown because of you. And be sure and tell a friend if you're enjoying the show. And excited uh, to have Coach Mark Dukes, who served alongside David Kellum on the Ole Miss Radio Network. He'll join us in the second half of the show to talk about Ole Miss. The last time the Rebels played, they beat uh, then-ranked number 18 Memphis. They beat them pretty convincingly in Oxford. So you hate to say it was a must-win for head coach Kermit Davis and the Ole Miss basketball team, but it kind of was. And uh, a big win for the Ole Miss men's basketball team. As it stands, all signs point towards New Orleans, and it will be Ole Miss against Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. We'll hear from head coach Lane Kiffin and also coach Dave Aranda later on in the show. And uh, we'll hear what both those coaches have to say. And I know a lot of Ole Miss fans are excited about the Sugar Bowl. Have every reason to be. It's uh, you know it's a bowl game that Ole Miss has played in a good bit over the last you know 25, 50 years. And uh, it's a bowl game in which a lot of Ole Miss fans are excited about going. I mean, who? I think it works out perfectly that, that the ball game falls on a Saturday night. Essentially, you could go down Saturday, spend the night, come home Sunday, not miss any work. And I expect Ole Miss will have a huge crowd. We'll have so much more about the Sugar Bowl coming up uh, later on uh, as we lead into uh, the the football game on January the 1st, a 7.45 kickoff on uh, ESPN. was able to release earlier today that Greg McElroy will serve as color. Joe Testator, play-by-play, and Katie George will be the sideline reporter. And it's exactly the same crew that did the Egg Bowl. Tickets, by the way, I had a chance to speak with someone uh, at the university. Ole Miss was allotted 15,500 tickets. And we'll see over the next couple of days what happens. Obviously, we expect that Ole Miss will sell that pretty quickly. I don't know the answer as to if Ole Miss will receive more tickets or you'll have to go to a third market, a third party, I should say, and see about getting tickets that way. But spending New Orleans, uh, spending time in New Orleans in the Big Easy, there's a thread right now inside the Rebels about restaurants. People are really excited about going down. I, I know there's a bus that's going to be chartered out of Madison. We'll keep you up to date on uh, the contact information of that. If you want to drive, uh, ride a bus uh, to save you from parking, it's a really reasonable rate. Uh, once again, once it gets finalized, we'll bring you all the information here. I have reached out to the Alumni Association. I have not received any word about a bus going down. I've also not received any information about a block of hotel rooms. Once again, once I receive that information, I'll be happy to pass it along to you so you guys can uh, kind of make some arrangements if you haven't already uh, either gotten tickets or made arrangements for hotels. I know it's kind of uh, expected to have some more information from the Alumni Association. Once again, I don't have anything now. I will get as soon as possible. But as it stands for football, right now, everything is happening really quickly. As it stands, and David Johnson reported on 247 Sports that Coach Jeff Levy is going to take, although not official, is going to take the position of offensive coordinator at Oklahoma under head coach Brent Venables, who was formerly at Clemson as the defensive coordinator. If that happens, what does Ole Miss do? Well, right now on reps247.com, there's a hot board. There are three or four names of interest that we think will be at the very top of the list. There's a great deal going on right now. We'd love to have you at Rebs247.com. 
We'll say this, Graham Harrell's at the top of the list. So is T. Martin. The message board's popping, I think mainly because people want to know what's going on with this football team. What's going on with uh, the offensive coordinator position. And I think right now, we've got a couple names out there. I will preface this by saying it is Lane Kiffin. Anything can happen. And when I mean anything, I mean anything. Recruiting. I think Lane Kiffin waits the Egg Bowl to start recruiting. I've never seen anything like it. All of a sudden, one of the best players in the state of Mississippi, defensive tackle from Columbia, Jaheim Otis, camps at Ole Miss, or at least has an unofficial, a couple of unofficials. He's a four-star product, defensive lineman. Ole Miss is recruiting him really hard. So is Mississippi State. He's currently committed to Alabama. Cornerback Davison Igbenison, a four-star cornerback from New Jersey. Number one player in New Jersey. Ole Miss is on him hard. Four-star defensive lineman Derek Moore. Crystal Springs defensive lineman Trevion Williams camping at Ole Miss this weekend. There's an entire thread right now. Chris Brooks and David Johnson, the entire team have been working so hard on the recruiting trail. And uh, all the updates there at reps247.com. Just tonight, Deion Smith, the wide receiver from Jackson, entered the transfer portal from LSU. Four-star. He likes Ole Miss. I give Ben Ben Garrett a lot of credit. Ben's been on that train for probably two months about Deion Smith entering the transfer portal, and it happened. It was a nice job by Ben. Be honest with you, the player of the class is current commit Quinside Judkins, three-star running back out of Alabama. He is a load. Won the MVP of his state championship team. I think maybe last week, Judkins can go. Ole Miss has got Bryson Hurst in this class, a four-star offensive lineman, fighting hard Mississippi State for offensive lineman from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, Percy Lewis, really good offensive player. Ole Miss is going hard after Cam Jordan, offensive line from Louisiana. As you can tell, a lot going on with recruiting, and everything has got you covered at Reps 247. Incredible. Football is, uh, gosh, I guess it's uh, 12 months a year, isn't it? Just time it ends up now. Signing period, I think, is maybe a week, week and a half. After that, you've got the bowl game. After that, spring practice. After that, fall camp. Then after that, players report for the summer, and then you kind of fall right into fall camp. It is an absolute year-round process. And we're so excited to have you along for the ride here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. We're so excited about our Sugar Bowl coverage. Everything will be leading up to the bowl game, of course, on the website, here on the podcast. I encourage you to check out the 247 podcast with David Johnson and Chris Brooks, another podcast part of the Inside of the Rebels family and 247 Sports. And it will be a little more detailed than this one. We like to hit a lot of different sports, get to the kind of the numbers game and get you the, you know, the box scores and that sort of thing, get you the player the playing calls from the radio and can't thank Dan Courts enough and Learfield for providing those throughout the football season. But David and Chris will kind of get you inside the game. They'll they'll talk about different sources they're talking to about contracts and recruiting is pretty in-depth. 
a really good show. Encourage you to check it out. It's on your all your major platforms. As it stands, Ole Miss and Baylor in the Sugar Bowl in a couple of weeks. It's going to be really exciting. Here's head coach Lane Kiffin at the introductory press conference of the Sugar Bowl. So we're excited. You know, this is, you know, um, an awesome opportunity, you know, to play in a major bowl game, playing the Sugar Bowl. That's, you know, to me what I feel like is every, you know, kid when they come up <clears throat> living in the SEC, you know, areas, um, you know, to play in the Sugar Bowl. And to think that, you know, we got here two years ago, I didn't hear, I just heard the end of days, but maybe similar thing, you know, to think that, you know, we would be in the Sugar Bowl this quickly. Uh, it's perspective how awesome it is. And, um, you know, we're very blessed, you know, to be in this position. I thank God for this you know, opportunity to come here and the players and how it's all come together. I've kind of told them before, they're like this amazing blended family, you know, that we've got kids that have been here for six years, you know, that have talked about the pains they went through. We've got kids that have literally got here this fall, including, you know, a starter or two from the transfer portal, um, you know, and they really are unique family. So, <clears throat> Awesome opportunity to play a great program in Baylor, one that's extremely well coached, having played against Coach Aranda's defenses before. Um, at I think three different places now we've played against him before. So, um, you know, really great coach. He's done an unbelievable job. Saw the end of their game. You know, we had recruits here, but saw the end, saw his post game on the field and just how he speaks. You can tell his passion for his players and you know how it's about them and not himself. So uh, this will be an awesome matchup. And, of course, that was head coach Lane Kiffin t- uh, talking to the media in the very first Sugar Bowl press conference. And I think the ending was perfect. It's an awesome matchup. We saw how Baylor won. Their game against Oklahoma State was literally six inches away from winning the Big, Big 12 championship. That close. So – Great job. Dave Aranda has got some Mississippi ties as a Delta State uh, and a really good football coach. It's Ole Miss and Baylor coming up in the Sugar Bowl. A reminder that today's podcast is brought to you in part by Lightbox. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds, well, quite frankly, you can find. At a light price, only 800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab because of the process. They can create stones and blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price, so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit spark. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. On the hardwood, of course, the Ole Miss Rebels took care of 18th-ranked Memphis. A really good game by the Rebels. It was essentially a Jarkel Joyner and Matthew Morrell show. Joyner chipped in 20 points, Matthew Morrell 19. Both of these uh, young men played well. And here's the kicker for Ole Miss. 23 of 29 from the free throw line, 79%. Memphis only 23 of 37, and that was a tell of the take. Neither team shot the ball incredibly well, but Ole Miss did well from the free throw stripe 
and and get this, Niger Brooks, who played really good, didn't score a ton, three of five from the foul line, made two free throw buckets late in the game to almost put this thing on ice. Memphis has lost three in a row. The Tigers now. Hopkins will not play until next Saturday. Or in this case, this Saturday. They had a full week off. But Morrell, 7 of 9 from the free throw line. Joiner, 7 of 8. And Ole Miss did what they had to do. And we said it in the very beginning of the podcast. It felt like a must win for the, for the, for the Rebels. 5 and 2 now, 5 and 0 oh at home. And Ole Miss will go to Atlanta on Saturday and face uh, Rick Stansberry from the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. We'll talk all about it uh, a little bit more in depth with Coach Mark Dukes, who serves on the Ole Miss Radio Network alongside David Kellum, and essentially go through the schedule and take a look at this win over Memphis right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Welcome in, Coach Mark Duke serves as color analyst on the Ole Miss Radio Network alongside David Kellum. And, Coach, you've been doing it for a couple of years now. I know you started off as kind of green. You're almost like a little veteran now. Well, I appreciate that. It's been a – I started about five years ago, but I only did just a few games then. And uh, and then the next year I did maybe, you know, over half. And then um, the year before COVID I got into doing all of them. And it's been it's been a – Great experience. I know you served. Did you serve on Rod Rod Barnes' staff, or was it um, Rob Evans? No, it was Rod's. It was yeah, Rod's. That's uh, what I thought. First, and, first few years at Ole Miss. Yes. And of course, that was after 
you served in a number of capacities or a number of years at Northwest Community College, winning a ton of games. So you got a lot of coaching under your belt. What kind of, you know, led to you getting into the broadcast realm of things? Well, you know, I, I kind of missed, I kind of retired and missed being around basketball. And uh, I called uh, a friend, uh, Gary Darby. I'm sure you know Gary. Oh, yeah. And um, called him and said, look, you know, I'm looking for something. And, uh, I don't, nothing happened for about three or four months. And then Kyle Campbell called me and said they needed somebody to do um, SEC Plus streaming games. Right. And uh, that's kind of where I started. And uh, kind of like Andy Kennedy said, I, I found out I had a, a better face for radio. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, and I just enjoyed being with David Kellum. And of course, you know, the SEC Plus, you only get about seven, eight games with that, you know, right. because the rest of them are on. Um, the networks. So I went on from there to working with David. Looking at this uh, basketball team, six and two, I'll be honest with you, coach, the six really pops because six and two feels a lot different than five and three. And let me explain just for a moment. The game against Memphis on Saturday, obviously the biggest one of the year. Memphis came in on a two-year skid. You knew you were going to get Coach Penny Hardaway's best effort. And Ole Miss matched Memphis blow for blow. And I, th- I think you stated it best, man. You, at the end of the game, you were talking to Kermit Davis, and you looked and you said, Coach, man, it just looked like a physical game, and it really was. Oh, there's no doubt about that. One of the most physical. I've seen both teams, I think, Brad, were in a kind of position like, you know, this. you hate to say this this early in the season, but we're almost in a position of this is a must win. And, and it, they both played that way. We knew that Jarkel Joyner was going to be a lot of offense this year. And I, I say this year, he's been a really good player for Ole Miss. And, and I think uh, one thing that Coach Kermit Davis wanted to do is make sure that he was going to get his touches. He played really well against Memphis. But I think Matthew Morrell really come around as well. Dizer uh, Brooks down low. It just felt like a team effort against the Tigers. Yeah, one of the, thing, the great things about that game, Brad, was Matthew Morrell. I mean – Ole Miss fans and coaches and everyone's kind of been waiting for him to have that breakout game. And um, he picked a great time to do it. And, you know, I hope that's just the beginning of of him taking a, a load of the offense because the Rebels need him to score and uh, to help Jarkel and give him, you know, they really guarded Jarkel well the second half. Uh, Lomack's a great defender for Memphis. Got up in Jarkel good. He really couldn't find anything. And Matthew kind of came in and, and took over that spot and uh, really was the difference in the game, I thought. Yeah, and a little over two minutes to go, Ole Miss up 11 points, and it really felt like it should be more than that. The defense was uh, just unstoppable last, uh, at least Saturday night for Ole Miss. It really suffocated that Memphis offense. And I thought, uh, ironically enough, Nazir Brooks had was three for five from the free, free throw line. Those last two seal the game. And, and I thought, you know, I'm sure Kermit wouldn't like to, to give away an 11-point lead. But on the flip side, Ole Miss never allowed Memphis to get ahead, and they always kept the lead. Absolutely. And, of course, the pressure at the end um, of mistakes, a few mistakes were made and turnovers were made and let Memphis get kind of cut, that, cut into that lead pretty good. But, you know, you have to think about it like – those guys handling the ball like Jarkel Joyner especially had been handling that pressure for the whole game. And, you know, Jarkel didn't sit much and he didn't get to rest much and some of the other guys either. And I think that had a little bit to do with it in the last two or three minutes 
two and a half minutes with the turnovers that were made might have been caused by just fatigue, you know, from the fact that they had had to handle Memphis puts great pressure on you full court now. And, and they did a good, a good job with it. And for the most part, Rebels handled it really well, except for that last two minutes. We talked a little bit before we recorded today. Robert Allen out for the year will undergo knee surgery. Uh, Robert really played well, played 16 minutes against the Tigers, uh, finished up with four points. But I think more than anything, uh, definitely was a presence on the board, got three rebounds while he was in the game. Who is someone you think Mike can take a, a little bit of his slack? I know Sammy Hunter came in, played 11 minutes. Uh, Sammy's someone that I know that Kermit really wants to see get more action on the on the floor. Maybe you see a Luis Rodriguez. Is there anyone specific you think Mike can take, take up some of that slack? Well, you know, I think Robert playing two positions, he you know, plays the four and he backed up Nizer at the five. And that's going to be a tough shoes to fill. But I think, as you said, you hit it on the head with Sammy Hunter. I think he's got the size. Sammy's a, a really good shooter. I don't know that people know how good of shooter Sammy Hunter is. He's just got to come in and defend and rebound in that position for Robert. And he's also got to be backing Nizer up now that Robert's gone. So it's going to be, it's going to be a big challenge for Sammy Hunter, and I'm, I love Sammy Hunter. He's one great guy, and I, I really think he's going to step up. The nemesis, as you well know, Coach, you were at every game last year, was free throw shooting against the Tigers 23 of 29. It's really good, and it's obvious that Ole Miss has been working on the free throws because I think that definitely was a big, big factor in the win on Saturday. Oh, there's no doubt about that, especially with Memphis shot them so poorly and then – you know, and the big thing, as you mentioned just a few minutes ago, was Nizer Brooks stepping to the line, who's what was a 62-63% free throw shooter, and nailing those two free, th- free throws under tremendous pressure because, hey, if, if you don't make those, they got a chance, you know. And, and I was so impressed by his uh, composure in that situation. Both those shots, I don't even think they touched the rim. So, yes, to answer your question, free throw shooting – has improved, and I think it's going to actually get better. The Rebels 6-2 and two, have not played a conference game. That will happen in a couple of weeks. Lost to Marquette, Coach, and that was a game out in the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic that Ole Miss was in until the very end. Just could not uh, make the plays down the stretch, and it ended up losing in what Kermit Davis uh, called one of the worst performances he's ever coached when the Rebels lost to Boise State 60-50. to 50. Do you think they're you know, taking some of these lumps early? Is that going to help this team down the stretch? Well, I tell you what, Brad, here's what I think. I think at that point in the season, those two games, Kermit was still experimenting with lineups, still experimenting with who's going to play where, how many minutes. And, and if you look, he's kind of gotten this thing down to eight guys now, you know, and he's basically had that eight-man rotation. Now, of course, Sammy had to come in. Sammy was not in that eight-man rotation, but he had to come in because of the injury uh, to Robert. And I think that's helped more than anything finding out which guys can do the job you want done as a coach and getting that roster down to where you know who's going to be where and when. And I, I think that's made a difference in this team. I saw it in the second half of Ryder. Uh, the Ryder game, I thought that second half was the best half of basketball we'd played up to that time. And and I think it's it was an all-in-eight-man rotation, the whole second half. So I think that's been the difference in the Ole Miss team at Mar- in the Marquette game and Ole Miss team in the Boise State game. Yeah, and you talked about Sammy Hunter, Coach. That was a, He's only one for seven from three. 
But at the time he made that three-point bucket in the second half, that was a big bucket. And that was one thing that Ole Miss was able to do against the Tigers. They Not only they matched the Tigers blow for blow, they took away their big-time players. I, and real quick, before we get, get along the schedule, defensively, was it just an effort thing Saturday? Did, did Ole Miss, for the lack of a better word, out-effort Memphis, in your opinion? Well, I, you know, I, the effort was awesome. I, I, there's no doubt about that. I, Memphis made a lot of turnovers, but I think those turnovers are, were most of the time caused by the Rebel defense. And, you know, Memphis has struggled a little, little bit shooting the ball from the perimeter. And so I think the Ole Miss defense was kind of set to let's keep these big guys from around the basket, like Duran, for instance, from, from beating us. And they did a great job of defending the paint uh, against the big guys that rebounded well, outsized in several positions there. And uh, there's no doubt no doubt that defense was the key to that win. Yeah, the Rebels did a great job holding Memphis to 2 of 11 from three-point land. And one of those threes was at the very end of the game, only 19 of 49 from the floor. So Ole Miss played really well defensively. And, and Memphis, boy, Coach, I know real quick, not to go too far down this, but being uh, someone that's very – very attuned to what's going on with the Tigers. Uh, of course, when you were at Northwest Community College, and then I know you stay very abreast of college basketball, they're not going to take too kindly to, to Penny Hardaway going, uh, losing these last three games, Iowa State, Ole Miss, and then, uh, of course, Georgia. They've got two more conference games against Alabama, who, by the way, beat number three Georgia over the weekend, and they've got Tennessee coming up. It, it may be a tough slate for Penny Hardaway. Well, you know, I think Penny's sort of in the same situation that Kermit was in a couple of weeks ago. He's not found his rotation yet. He, he's not – he's subbing guys in, trying to find the right combination. And, you know, and they're young. They're really young. And freshmen, I don't care how good they are, what, how they're rated coming out of high school, they have time – they got to have time to adjust. And I don't think they have yet. But I think he'll eventually find that. You know, and I, some people may get upset about these early losses – but I think come mid to late January, that'll be a different story for that Memphis team. I, I really think they've got the talent. They've got to get the right chemistry and the right people on the court. And I think when you see that happen, you're going to see a total difference in the Memphis team. Six and two for this Ole Miss basketball team. Obviously, it's very early, but you get a big one against a ranked opponent in number 18, then ranked Memphis. So looking at looking ahead before this team gets into SEC play, Western Kentucky, they'll get all they want from Rick Stansberry's team out in Atlanta. Middle Tennessee at home, they're going to play Kermit Hart. That was his former team. And then you've got Dayton coming to Oxford, which will be an absolute barn burner. Dayton always plays Ole Miss stuff. You finish up with Samford before you open SEC play against Florida. That's not four easy games, uh, to, to, put it, to put it lightly. If you look at those four games, Coach, what do you think Ole Miss needs to do over these next four games? Well, I think you got to find that – guy as we talked about to take robert allen's spot that can contribute and get things done like robert was doing rebounding uh, making making the the hustle plays and that kind of thing and then you know dayton and you're talking about dayton now they beat kansas okay so i mean you, you're coming in here with a quality of point you got a chance within these games to to build your resume a little bit you know your out of conference resume which Ole Miss needs to do after the boys in boys in marquette loss so you kind of hope that in those four games they can really show something and to get ready because, I mean, this SEC is – I've never seen it like this. You mentioned uh, Alabama beating Gonzaga 
last night and beat them rather easily. And there are five, six other teams just like them that are that talented. I've never seen this many talented teams ever in the SEC. So they got to use these four games and hopefully get Deshaun Ruffin back, at least for a couple of them, before the Florida game because he, he could be a difference maker at, at guard. And he's not going to come in and just blow the world away because he's been hurt and missed so many games. But getting him back in that period is going to be big, too, for the Rebels. Yeah, Deshaun Ruffin, of course, the Mississippi Player of the Year out of Callaway High School, broke a bone in his hand. So Kermit Davis pointed out, as Coach said, he should be back uh, pretty soon, and that will definitely help this team. Looking at the first half of the SEC uh, schedule, Coach, opening up with Florida. Ole Miss normally goes on the road to open the, the, the season. They're, they're actually hosting Florida. You go at Tennessee, you host Mississippi State at A&M, hosting Auburn, hosting Missouri at Mississippi State, and then Arkansas. Uh, Out of those games, Coach, what kind of jumps out at you when you name off some of those teams? Well, you know, you you mentioned three or four four teams probably there that that, uh, could win the SEC. You know, I mean, there's Florida who is really playing well. Mike White's got them. He's kind of changed his offense up this year. He's, He's Gotten, we're spreading the floor and and uh, shooting threes and a little more pressure defensively. And then you look at Tennessee, obviously one of one of the top teams in the conference too. And then you look at Mississippi State, loaded with talent. Now they took a tough loss to Minnesota today, but you know there's no easy road in 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 the SEC. It doesn't matter when or where the Rebels got what they have to do. I think personally, and I think uh, Kermit Davis would agree with this. Would be take care of business at home. You know, we take care of our business at home first. You kind of hope you win you win eight out of nine at home and win three on the road, and you've got 11 wins, and you have a chance to get in the tournament. You have a chance to get in the tournament with that kind of record. And I, So home court in that first game of Florida and those early home games are really, really big for Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets Kansas State at home in Oxford. Uh, that happens in January the 29th in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, after that, Coach, it's another gauntlet at LSU, at Florida, hosting Alabama, at Missouri. Uh, you host South Carolina at Georgia, at Auburn versus Texas A&M in Oxford. Of course, Kentucky at Kentucky. Only play the Wildcats once this year and at home against Vanderbilt. Look, I mean, you know, we could go through each one of those teams, Coach, but at the end of the day, it's 18 games in the conference, and it's going to be difficult Uh but what are some games that kind of pop out at you there? Well, you know, LSU, of course, um, with the talent that they have, and Arkansas is this. Arkansas is the same way. All these teams are talented. They're they've got size. They got shooters. Um, they got just players at every position. And and I I go back to that home court thing. You've got a whole serve at your home court against some, you've got to beat some of those really, really good teams. The Alabamas, you've got to beat some of the Arkansas. You've got to win some games at home against those people that are right now considered the upper crust of the SEC. And I think they are. And for the Rebels to break into that, they're going to have to beat those, some of those people at home. If Ole Miss is going to make, of course, the SEC tournaments in Tampa this year, but if Ole Miss is going to make the NCAA tournament, you know, we've actually had conversations with Andy Kennedy where, you know, back when he was a coach at Ole Miss, winning 20 games almost got you in. Now that's not the case. You almost – it's all about the quality of win, the quality of loss. If I talk to you after the SEC tournament and Ole Miss has gotten into the tournament, 
what had to have happened? What players stepped up and what uh, teams did Ole Miss kind of catch off guard and maybe win at home or either on the road? But mainly, what are some players that probably are going to have to step up for this team to make the NCAA tournament? Well, I think no doubt Matthew Morrell is one because of his offensive skills. Nisha Brooks, you hope, gets better offensively in the paint, which I think he will as he gets more and more comfortable with, with the system. He, he needs to be able to score. But he blocked shots yesterday, and he rebounded. Those, are, those things are huge. He's got to continue to protect the rim. He's very important as a rim protector, keeping the other team from getting easy shots at the basket. He, and then you throw in Crowley, Austin Crowley. I mean, shoots the ball really, really well. Just got to do a little bit better job defensively because he's a big picture offensively too for the Rebels because he can shoot the basketball and make plays, and he's a great passer. So those guys, and then Luis Rodriguez, I think, has got to get back to being the old Luis Rodriguez of last year, the toughest guy on the team, always guarding the toughest, toughest player on the other team, making steals, doing the little bitty things that don't, don't always show up you know, on the stat sheet. And, and if he gets back to doing that, then you just never know what will happen. I mean, you could you you get a W here against get an upset W on the road, get a big win against one of the top guys at home. I mean, you just never know. I mean, you you go eleven, you go eleven and seven in the league. I don't know how you how someone can't keep you out of the tournament right. eleven and seven in the league with with a win over a quality team like Memphis, and then you throw in maybe a win over someone like Dayton. Then you know, I think that I think you get in. Yeah, it really makes these non-conference games important. And I think this is a game, you know, because I'm like you, Coach. I think if, at some point, Penny Hardaway and Memphis are going to figure it out, and they're going to win a lot of games this year. I think the same thing can be said about Dayton. Dayton's going to be a tough, tough out. But if you can win those non-conference games, that allows you to free yourself up a little bit in conference play and have a little bit of that strength of schedule. But as it stands, the Rebels have a week off before they play next Saturday against Western Kentucky. That's 7.30 Mississippi time. That's in Atlanta, Jordan, the Phillips Arena. And uh, Rick Stansberry and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and Ole Miss will do battle in Atlanta. Coach, uh, thank you very much for being part of the show. That's Coach Mark Dupes. Uh, he serves as a color analyst on the Ole Miss Radio Network alongside David Kellum. And uh, Coach was a former assistant at Ole Miss and, of course, a uh, head coach at Northwest Community College. Won a lot of games. Now he's telling us about them. So, Coach, thank you very much for being part of the show. Thank you. I enjoyed it, Brad. Appreciate it. And a special thanks to Coach Mark Dukes for joining us in the program. Uh, be sure and follow Coach on Twitter. That's at T-H-D-U-K-E-R. That's at T-H-D-U-K-E-R on Twitter. And, of course, you can catch him at every basketball game with the Ole Miss Radio Network alongside David Kellum. And, of course, Dan Quartz is back in the studio for Learfield. Up on Friday, we'll hear from CEO Jeff Hundley of the Sugar Bowl and get more information about the big matchup between Ole Miss and Baylor. And so keep all of the fans up to date about everything they can expect from parking, from ticketing, from what time the stadium is going to open, all the pregame festivities, everything going around Bourbon Street, Canal Street, Portress. We'll get all that information for you. It'll be Friday as we uh, have our chance to speak with Jeff Huntley, the CEO of the Sugar Bowl, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, one of our presenting sponsors is Bet Online. Be sure and head on over to the new and updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B L E A V 50 to receive your bonus today. Bet Online, where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. 
Thanks, everyone, for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network, your home for Ole Miss sports. Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan COTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.